Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Coco, and if this is your first time tuning in, you are listening to Chatterbox Podcast, where I talk about what I like, and hopefully you like it too. Let me ask you a question. How do it feel to be ordinary? How do it feel to be cliche? I really wouldn't know, huh? So can I just say that this episode... I don't know what information is about to be divulged in this episode or whatever the word I'm looking for, because I swear obstacles were flying left and right, trying to keep me from getting it out. But we did it. And I'm so happy about it because I like this episode. So I don't want to hear it. Universe. I'm kidding. Um, But no, man, for real, like I was sick. Uh, the other day or a couple like a week ago week and a half ago and I did not get out of my bed I wasn't I wasn't doing no editing like I wasn't doing nothing literally sat in the same spot for like two days straight so needless to say that the episode didn't get edited those days and then I flew to go visit my grandma and I left my iPad in the back of the seat pocket And for those of you who know, I'm a flight attendant, so I literally say in my announcement to check your seat back pocket. And what did I do? Leave my iPad in the back of the seat pocket. So, you know, definitely had to look myself in the mirror and uh, give myself a hard look after that. Uh, But I was able to retrieve it, thank God. And that put me back a few another few days so this episode has definitely been fighting me but we're here and i hope you enjoy it and i hope whatever it is that the world was trying to keep from you by you know putting all these obstacles in my way i hope that you hear what you were supposed to hear so again this is coco and you're listening to chatterbox podcast Up next, I sit down with Brianna Reed, aka BM Reed, and we talk about sustainability, community activism, and mental health. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Coco, and you are watching and hopefully listening to Chatterbox Podcast. And I am here with Brianna. <laughs> Hi, girl. How you doing? <laughs> so just to ease into it, let's ask a couple of questions that really don't give us any information except for about you. Okay. Okay. So what are you listening to right now? What am I listening to right now? I was listening to 24K Magic this morning. That's a good album. Mm-hmm. No, I was listening to the album. That was a good album. It is a good album. Because it's like you could play it, it all the way through. And then I had to bump, you know. Jigga man, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was, I needed some motivation. Have you been reading? Have I been reading? Yes. Um, so I've been reading this book called Quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, it is this book basically talking about um, introverts 
And I personally identify as an introvert. So if y'all see me like sweating right now, like with all these lights okay. and everything, like, I'm like, ooh. So, so be with, you know what I'm saying? Be, be patient with me, okay? But um, uh, it's basically talking about like how we live in an extroverted world and basically like how leadership is. Um, uh, we're taught that leadership, in order to be a leader, you have to be like, extrovert you know what i'm saying which isn't always the case because exactly. because leader people think they're leading but they're really just like being bosses being bossy like in front just you because you you talk loud and like you more outgoing and but like really if you listen to what you're saying like you're not talking about nothing at all you know what i'm saying yeah so uh that actually it's been helping me to be more confident in myself because i've you know this like I've struggled a lot with the whole leadership thing and I'd be like no that's not for me like you know what I mean yeah yeah but I always like some way end up in like leadership positions and I just and I try to I shy away from them because I'd be like no I'll be the person that's like in the background I like I do the background work you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. but leadership is a characteristic not necessarily a position which I'm learning it you know what I'm saying so yeah what are you watching? Criminal Minds. That is the best oh, show ever. She will cancel plans to watch this show. I'm like, what's the big idea? <clears throat> so anyway, so just to get right into what you actually do, what is your real job title? Okay. <laughs> Not being uh, you. Uh, well, I fell on my taxes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I am a transition coordinator with uh, Pilsen Wellness Center. And basically what I do is help people transition out of nursing homes into society. So helping them find housing, you know, connecting them with resources in the community, uh, things like that. Okay. And like how did, first of all, why, I guess, did you choose to work for that place? Like I'm I'm usually around like environments that's a lot of older people. I'm usually like the youngest person that's like in my department and I'm usually like the only black person in my department where I've had I've had experience where I've been like the only black person where like the you know stuff like that um but when I uh start when I met the people at my job now it was young professionals you know um everybody was so ambitious and you know and I wanted to be surrounded by that um the environment to help me grow. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. So I, my next question kind of, I guess, has to do, because what you do is you, you know, you're placing these residents. So you are from Chicago. Yes, I am. Low end. A no end. No options. Okay. <laughs> South side's best side. But I don't know what y'all was, all the other stuff y'all talking about. No. South side's best side. Low end and no end. I don't know who she is right now. I told you she don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> Low end, no end, gang, gang. Okay, <clears throat> so you're from Chicago. How important is of a part does Chicago like play in the work that you do? And yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Well, I actually moved back here because of I had this epiphany, sort of see, speak, I guess. Speak you know what I'm saying? You know, God said He put something in my spirit. You know what I'm saying? But I felt like you know, all we in the especially where I'm from, born and raised on the low end, Bronzeville, when I'm speaking politically correct, you know, um, 
we going through this whole gentrification situation, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was important to me. I was staying in St. Louis, mm -hmm. and then it was important to me to move back because I feel like we, and when I say we, I'm just meaning people from where, wherever you're from, right. should go back to your community and restore. And I know, like, uh, my, well, the part of what I'm realizing now is, like, different you know, different incomes in Bronzeville. But when I was growing up, all I knew, you know, I just knew what I saw, you know. But um, it's it was it's important to like go back and restore the community and um, help the next generation, you know, have those access to those resources and everything, so they can, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know, like. I, I'm first generation, you know, and um, a lot of people that I grew up with, I don't even know, like a lot of them probably didn't even graduate from high school, you know, didn't have the opportunities to go to college. And I, I thank God I had somebody, you know, pushing me and then God had his hand on me and everything like that. But um, just to be able to like that be an option, you know what I'm saying? Like even think that that's something yeah, that you could like, even do. Like, like let it be an option for somebody. Like you, I mean, you can choose if you want to do it or not, but you know it's there for you. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, so actually, with my job now, I'm actually um, working in the community of Bronzeville. So that's pretty dope. That it's like you know I'm able to help the community in You're that way. Directly. Yeah, like, although, like, some of my clients are uh, outside of Bronzeville, but it's it's important to me, like, yeah, that I'm actually stationed, yeah, I'm stationed there. So you talk about community restoration, and you're actually doing some work with the community, so tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've been involved in as far as trying to do exactly what you're saying people mm -hmm. should do for their communities. So... I've been working, as far as like strictly Bronzeville, I've been working with um, this organization that we are creating. It's not officially trademarked, I guess that would be. It's in the process, uh, an organization in the making. So tell us about what you guys do. Bronzeville Preservation. Um, but we have been basically working on um, preserving history of Bronzeville. So uh one of the things that we've done is um went out and like surveyed the land and that's basically you know in our community it's a lot of vacant lots you know and with a lot of vacant lots there's a higher risk for uh, properties to be torn down demolished you know what i'm saying so we basically was like trying to create a survey of like what all the land is and find out a way of how we can preserve it what can we do with it you know is it a way that um we can save it because if it's a landmark they can't they can't tear it down right there's rules about that because they don't i mean you know they don't necessarily care about the places where you grew up like they they come in and they do their the business like their their mind. Let's just let's build a Starbucks. Let's make a Whole Foods. Let's do yeah. let's do this to somebody else's community. But that's not a community that they was raised in. And I can even say like the Bronzeville that I grew up in is different from the Bronzeville that I like work in now. And it might it might have been the same, mm -hmm. but like I'm being introduced to a part of it that I didn't I never I didn't see when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? 
because we grew up in the like we grew up in Robert Taylor you know what I'm saying so now I'm being able to like work with people and like see what the houses these brick uh brick stones and everything mm -hmm. look like and and that's just I'm, that's pretty dope you know to be able to do it as an adult too and like and you understand what's going on around yeah but sometimes it be feel like the twilight zone you know what i'm saying because i literally go from like one like going from my auntie house and then like literally it's just a couple of blocks and you right everybody lives pretty close to you yeah like you just see how much everything is changing mm -hmm. and i'd be just like trying to yeah graphs like how to even operate how to move in these situations you know and it's such a dramatic change from one yeah. point to the other. Yeah. So like in Bronzeville or not even just Bronzeville, but even in like Chicago communities, what do you see as an issue or something that needs to be, I guess, addressed? What is something that needs to be addressed in the, in these communities from um, your point of view, from your, as you're in your, from my point of view, I'm, I'll say more of a environmental environmental resources because um, in a lot of uh, black communities a lot of poverty stricken communities you can you know when you in those communities you feel it yeah you can like when you go there and like go to different communities in Chicago you know what community is a predominantly black community or what you cross that line you'd be like mm. mm -hmm. and you you can see it and for me like a big thing has been the environmental justice because uh even in like the back of the yards like that there's that's a stockyard and i was like looking up some um some some statistics and it was saying like how people in those neighborhoods are uh they uh die more from like cancer and like asthma and stuff like that you know what i'm saying because it's just easy you know put those in minority neighborhoods they ain't gonna say nothing about it they don't even know it's there i can't think of the exact percentage but it's out there so um, that kind of goes into the, another question that I have for you. You have recently been into sustainability a lot more. So tell us a little bit about what sustainability is and how that affects your community and the space around you and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I just actually just finished up this um, program. It's called uh, C3. Well, I'm not officially done with it yet because... I'm not officially a C3 leader until I um, actually host my uh, project. Uh, so basically, I just got done going through this program, and it's um, Chicago Cons Conservation Corps. And um, basically, they see you go through this program where you learn about sustainability, like water preservation, recycling, compo composting, um, all these different things to help you know preserve the land and energy and energy efficiency and stuff like that so um it's important to me like I was saying like you know especially not even necessarily being in um Bronzeville but even in as far as like recycling and stuff goes we only doing it at like nine percent it's way too many people here for it to only be nine percent <laughs> Nine percent. Like we're only recycling about nine percent. You know what I'm saying? I think it might be up to eleven now. I have to double check. Eleven. It's, it's, it's still not good. Compared to like other cities and everybody like that, 
and there's way too many people here, you know. For us not to be contributing to, yeah, to recycling. and Yeah, we're actually, you know, not making the world that great. That's so messed up. That's so messed up. So... So what, um, tell, well, tell us about your project. So what you've decided to do as a result of all For my project with the um, sustainability, so we have to, with, our, with C3, in order to officially become a C3 leader, you have to uh, create a project, develop a project. And I actually just submitted my proposal for my project. Um, but um, so my project is to well my overall project idea is to have a sustainability fair for Bronzeville and that's just simply to bring education to my community you know so people can understand what why is this important my purpose of my project is to bring education just awareness to the situation I know we probably have some time to go you know before we actually can you know make um change that 11%. yeah change the 11% <laughs> but at least it's like like I said it's there the resources are there like you know this is a thing you know what I mean so the whole point is progression you know exactly because I mean even when you like I wouldn't even have known, I guess, and maybe this makes me slow, who, who knows, <laughs> but I wouldn't even know like what sustainability is. I've never had a desire to look it up, to know what it is. All I know about is reduce, reuse, recycle. That's yeah. all I know. And I don't really know exactly how to do it most effectively, and I, I, just, I just don't know. And that's not something that I sought to go find. So if you bring it to the people, then they have no choice but to learn about like what's going on. And so I do think that bringing awareness well, for sure. Yeah, that's really what it's all about. Like, you know, just have the education there where you can learn about it. So um, it seems like, okay, well, first, before I get into this question, to dial back a little bit, what is your degree in? Oh, I got my degree in psychology and my minor is in black studies. Okay, Perfect. And it's so crazy because, like, first of all, everything that you do, and I know because this is my friend, but everything that you do really is connected in so many ways. And I think it's everything that I'm trying to do with this podcast. And so you you said your major was psychology, minor in black studies. You're doing work for sustainability to help improve the environment that you are in and you're working in a place that literally places these residents in spaces to benefit them and their families so everything that you're involved in is literally directed at the community community so why first of all how important is i guess mental health to you to start there how important is it very (laughs) very next question (laughs) i guess i walk right into that one but like, so why, why are you even, I guess, intrigued? What made you even choose that major first? Let's start there. Okay. Well, when I first started with choosing psychology, it was kind of shallow, I'll say. Well, when I first got into it, it was because I just noticed what people was bringing to me. Like a lot of people came, felt 
comfortable like talking to me and opening I don't know what it is but like people just feel comfortable and talking to me and everything like that and I just you know I, I but I try to create a, a, a safe space for people in like a judge free zone and like what I, I allow anybody to say anything like if you feel like it's something ignorant that you may not know whatever like that like I encourage you like to talk to me about whatever yeah like and and I'll correct you you know what I mean like whatever that is whatever you feel like that is so I say people just tell me like I was a good listener and I give good advice blah 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 so that was like in a more superficial way but like when I start digging a little deeper and learning about it and I strongly encourage that uh, you self-explore so like I did like I'm able to assist people because I go to certain parts of myself that I feel like can kind of speak to other people mm. you know I mean? it makes you more attainable like what you're trying to achieve is more mm -hmm. tangible I guess it's just it's really about like assurance like you like life is hard Life is hard, you know what I'm saying? And I know, like, it be some messed up stuff happening to people, you know? And I and I get it, like, I understand. Like, I understand, I empathize with that, you know? And and I just try to be uh, solution-based, you know? Life is full of problems. You, what it's, we gonna do? Yeah, what we gonna do about it, you know? And, and I just try to, like, help people through stuff like that. And because... It's not a good thing when you like trapped in your mind and it's not a good place to be. You know what I mean? So uh, I just feel like you want your mind as peaceful as possible because I mean, can can we go here? We can go here. Here, okay? Because you know, suicide, right? <laughs> Wait a minute, side note. Let me tell y'all, wait. So, side note. Brianna, we will be at, like, a bar, right? It'll be Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be at a bar, and everybody be just having a good time, like, you know, having beer, just talking, chopping it up during, like, halftime. And she'll be like, guys, so what do you think about suicide? We'll be like... Brianna. But then it'll be somebody over in the, when I'm like by myself, somebody will come over and be like, yeah, so I really like understood what you were saying. And like, I really just feel like, I'd be like, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I felt you. I felt you. So that's why I just put it out there. Whoever caught it, somebody was going to catch it. I knew it. I don't know. Look, I don't know who needs to hear this. I needed to hear it. I knew it. I felt it. I be feeling it. I be feeling it. I be feeling it. No, uh, seriously. Um, just, I, I just feel like with death, mm -hmm. uh, at least this is my beliefs, or, or, or this is what I feel. I don't know, because I'm not dead. I don't think so, sure you know? But um, I feel like when you die, like ultimately, like you like trapped in, that hell is what you like experience. Like if you don't make peace, yeah. Like I feel like whatever it is that you like, just keep disturbing your spirit. I feel like when you die, like that's what hell is. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's just, yeah, it's like if you don't learn how to like make peace or like make friends with your demons, like that's what, that's that's hell. Like to me, that's what's hell. You know what I mean? So I just feel like in that space of um, just making peace, making friends with your demons. I, I'm like, look, I was talking to one of my coworkers about this and I just feel like people, I don't like being around too 
positive people. I don't like that shit. I mean, I don't like that. I don't like that. Like, people who too positive, I don't like that. Because I feel like that's not realistic. Life is fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not peaches and cream. Like, you know what I'm it's saying? Rarely, yeah, rarely allow your, uh, listen, people, allow <laughs> your, yourself the space to be human, okay? If you don't feel like talking to somebody, don't talk to them, okay? Like, you protect your peace. Protect your peace, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, I don't, I, I allow myself to be sassy when I need to be. Like, I, I don't care. It's this haircut, y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, for real, because I think that when you when you when you fighting like when you when you fight it, yes, you're a liar. You're a liar. First of all, you're lying because <laughs> you know you like you know you don't want to sit here and be like listening to this, but like you're lying. You know what I mean? So and I'm like, that's just like perpetuating like that that whole like internal like because you internalizing you like building you you gotta learn how to release you gotta learn how to release people and learn how to like. Allow yourself the space to be human. It's okay to mess up. It's okay. You human. We look. We all souls in these bodies. We don't know what we doing. We all just trying to figure it out. Like we just, you just got dropped in a body, and like you, like trying to, you on Earth, like just trying to figure it out. Like you don't know. Like it's, and that's okay. And learning, and and not only that. We were dropped in these bodies, right? And then we were taught how to be in these bodies by other people who was dropped in theirs. <laughs> like, they don't know either. They don't. So, like, do what you feel. You know, be mindful. Be respectful. Be be, be a compassionate. Be patient with yourself and with others. Because people don't know. Don't take things personally. Everything is a projection of self. That's how I feel. Like, when a lot of people throwing their energy at you, like, just... Cause that yeah that yeah I'm like they fighting with some demons and you can just you know what I'm saying I guess to kind of to even like tie it back into the other things that you're involved in you talk about you know mental health and being self aware and you know protecting your peace and all the things that you can do to become a better person I guess mentally so how for you personally gonna get a little personal for you personally like. How did your how did your environment like the space that you are in and that you grew up in how did that affect you do you think if you're reflecting off of like where you're at now based off what we going Korean how far are we going cuz like you know I, oh my god where is we going okay one more time so basically like we're talking about you know environment you know uh, like the actual environment, so like the air and everything like that. And then we're also talking about the things that are going on in the community that you grew up in. So how did those things, how do you think those things affected you mentally? If you can reflect on, you know, if you're, if you're reflecting, how did your environment affect your mindset, your mentality? I put me in survival mode, for sure. <laughs> Talk about it, okay. Uh, I, it wasn't until, well, I mean, because you don't know what you don't know, you know what I'm saying, until you... You don't know what you need to know. Yeah, you don't know. And it wasn't until I went away, I got out of my environment, when I realized, like, what type of mindset it, like, um, shaped, you know, because I was taught, like, you know... You don't really show too many emotions, you know, love, get you killed, all that type of stuff. For real, I, I was taught like that. And so, like... Um, I was never really uh expressive type of person, you know. Uh, my 
my my dad used to always tell me like I know my daddy loved me you know but it used to be like you know I ain't gotta tell you I love you because you know and and I picked up on it you know what I mean so it wasn't when I started like experience relationships with other people and I don't mean just like romantically I'm just saying like relationships uh when I realized like oh this this probably not like the most healthiest way to be like I know I'm a very loyal person you know I was taught emotional was like a bad thing right. you know what I mean yeah but that's because the environment that we grew up in you know everybody's like will chew you up and spit you out if you too like yeah if you if you yeah if you like too too nice to people if you like you know what I'm saying? Like they gonna think you weak. They take it for weakness. That's how I was raised. That was what, yeah. That's how my environment taught me to be. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't until I got away from my natural environment when I realized like this ain't how I have to live my life. You know what I'm saying? This not how I have to be. I I learned how to be a little more gentle with myself, a little more open with myself, a little more expressive with myself and other people. You know, I was able to just create that space and once I learned how to um create that space from within I was able to like show it yeah externally I, I like that you said that you had to get away from your environment you had to like to almost like to take a step back like when you went away to school to even see that that was what was going on how did you navigate through that I guess you so you so you took a step back how did you once you once you took a step back and you saw the things that were wrong, how did you get to a point where you were able to be open and express and be that person? What are some of the things that you had to do? I went on this whole journey first of identity. Mm -hmm. And it first started with my blackness. Like, okay, what does this mean? You know, I grew up in predominantly black areas and neighborhoods so I didn't know that that was not a thing until I was like taken out of the environment so when I went to a PWI then I'm real like seeing how much blackness is a thing like you know what I'm saying I'm like okay like I mean I always knew I was like black you know and all this stuff or whatever but I didn't understand what they call woke I didn't I wasn't woke <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> but it but even then because even when I was in high school I was still like around a lot of different black people but I learned in high school that it was Kenwood you know what I'm saying <laughs> She'll want to be. It be your own place. I went to, I went to Kenwood. Y'all remember? Manuka. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Went to Kenwood. Went to Kenwood. Me too. <laughs> you said just plain. Yeah, because you, you didn't go there. Okay. Anyway, but even when I, when I first went there, I learned that... Um, it was a different class of black people. Like, black people wasn't monolithic there. Like, <laughs> yeah. So then I went out of my environment and I learned about, like, my blackness. And, like, okay, this is actually a thing. Like, you know what I mean? And then I went on this whole journey of womanhood. Who Jesus. Look, pending. Who Jesus. That was a struggle. I mean, 
you know, I, I, I have a pretty solid um, understanding of womanhood for me now and, like, what that meant. Because I grew up around all boys. It was hard. I struggled, okay? Yeah, but, you know, I struggled. I didn't, I didn't know how to be a woman. I was like, what, is, what does womanhood mean? Like, what does this mean? Like, femininity? I don't know. Like, because I just told you, like, I always associated femininity with like being emotional and then I told you emotional was always considered weakness to me so I was like I grew up around all guys and then I constantly hear them like talking about like women in a certain type of way and I'm like I don't want to be that like you know what I mean so like you know what I mean so I was like oh no like I don't want to do that like I don't want to be that so I rejected that part of myself until I couldn't no more. Right, because you are, that's exactly what you are, but one of the things that you are. Becoming. Right, Become, becoming B. Our book coming soon. <laughs> book coming soon. We got pillars for y'all too. <laughs> but um, so, like that you said, like, in the, like in this interview, like you, you, you've been saying so many things, that, and I feel like a lot of it ties together, and you talk about like your journey with womanhood and your journey with blackness, because that's exactly like, and your journey with becoming a leader too, because it's like, don't nobody want you to lead like a man, because I want you not one. So you, I want you to lead how you lead. You know what I'm saying? And I think when when you like accept that, you've tapped into a whole other space of yourself that you wouldn't have ever tapped into had you been trying to lead like like a man or somebody else. You know, it has to be your own thing. And I appreciate you for saying that. So you speak about you want you want to have your own spot. That's what you just basically were saying. So tell us, what is your, first of all, what is your goal, your overall goal with everything that you're involved in? You're involved in sustainability and uh, preservation of your community, mental health, placing people in the spaces that they would thrive in. So what is your overall goal with, with your life? I guess your career. I know it's a big question. I could say career, but I mean, you live your, it's, interchangeable so my overall goal is to just like I said be progressive be add to the progression of my people um to just show love I guess like I know this might sound cliche or whatever but I just feel like we 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 so cold like we so cold and we like deserve so much and I just won't people to like understand that and like know that like you are worthy you know what I mean like we deserve that mm-hmm. we isn't black people everybody else too but too. black people <laughs> right right it's for it look this podcast is for us by us but anybody else could listen and you could learn <laughs> so then what can people expect from you I guess on a more tangible level then like what you talked about opening up your what are what are some long-term goals that you have with your career um, well, I want to have open up my own private practice. Um, y'all come see me. You know, if y'all want to do therapy with me, y'all. She good. Like, she's been my therapist for about, what, nine years? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, um, um, but I also want to, um, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, she do. She do. Try it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my my over like my goal. I don't man would be so dope. Uh, I always felt like um, I always wanted to build a community center like on the land that our buildings was. I'm from 45th. Um, 
So where I build us was at, like I would want to build my community center there because I always like to, in my mind, it'd be like reversing what society like did to us. You know what I mean? Like with the projects, the cliche, like, oh, you know, all the killing and everything like that, all the drugs, blah, blah, blah. You know, and like the community center be like a re- reversing that and like, like creating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what I always, but I heard they starting to build, you know. Mm-mm. Her whole idea trademark pending, so um, she gonna do it in a few little whatever year in a year or so. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Trademark pending. Don't be trying to buy her idea. Well, that is beautiful, and I appreciate all the things that you are doing for Black people, your community, and just just people in general because it's the gift that keeps on giving when you teaching you teaching people how to like. I guess fish so that they can go and feed their communities and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. Um, but just to close out, I've got some questions that have nothing to do with this interview at all, but it's just, you know, more personality questions, get to know you and answer them as quick as possible. No pressure. Your favorite color. Uh, like a burgundy type of color, you know, I like earth tone colors, little fall colors. Okay. Okay. Gum or mints? Gum. No. Summer, fall, spring, or winter? Mm. Fall, you know. You know we don't have that here. And, yeah, I know, right? Like, we had fall for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, fall for two weeks. It was like 60 degrees and it was like 20. Right. I could do spring a little bit too. You know, I'm a spring baby. My birthday in April, I'm a tourist. You know what I'm saying? You know, but you know, it be raining on my birthday every year. <laughs> every year, it pours. It rains on my birthday, and I just be like, it's whatever. Showers bring my flowers. <laughs> so fall and sometimes spring uh, The moon or the sun I'm not going to explain but I'm not, I'm not The moon okay, okay. A birthday dinner or a party Dinner okay. Birthday dinner for sure With like five people That's it That's all we need <laughs> That's all we need <laughs> um, Your favorite music genre mm, My favorite music genre It depends on who I am that day you know, I could be Lazaria, I could be Bianca, I could be B, I could be Brianna, it depends. Lazaria is her alter ego for the record, but you said your genre depends on, okay, who are you today, right now? How are you feeling? <clears throat> today, I'm feeling a little B-ish. Okay, so what music genre does B like? Mm, B's typically a little little calmer, can be a little sassy sometimes. Go with, we gonna go with hip-hop and we gonna go with... A little, a little soul, a little neo soul, a little R and B or something like that. Nas and Erica. This might air after the concert, so because I love him, that's my man. <sighs> She's so weird. Nas is gonna see this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nasir, <clears throat> Mr. Nas, <laughs> if you see this, look at. I'm not editing this out either. <laughs> Nas, if you see this. You see what I deal with. You see what I deal with. This is. I'm just saying. I always. I knew a man when I seen one. So yes, her her genre today is hip hop and soul and Nas. You are her man. All right. It's been. It is written. All right. Well, thank you, Brianna, for speaking with me. I appreciate it. And again, my name is Coco, and this is Chatterbox Podcast. You just heard the interview with B.M. Reed. 
And you can find all things Brianna and information on what she's involved in on her Instagram at For the Love of B. Again, that is at F O R T H E L O V E O F B E E underscore. And I'm also placing a link to her sustainability uh, project. Well, a link to the um, newsletter about her sustainability project in the bio of this episode so you can get more information about that. Up next, Obstacles by John the Author. Challenge, then another one come to help out. Nah. <laughs> that ain't true. You just gotta learn how to move. Used to feel I was super, but now it's clear that I'm human. I'm more in tune with reality. Besides, when I ride the beat, I somehow defy gravity. Who flies me? You got to have that mentality if you're trying to reach a higher peak to make it further than the eye can see. The eyes can be the window to the soul, so keep your shades on. Cause niggas out here on they shank song. Uh, when they watching you, to show them how much you maneuver through obstacles. If it's then you got to move, yeah, you got to move. What you got to lose? Ha, 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 ha. When they watching you, just show them how much you maneuver through obstacles. If it's possible, then you got to move, yeah, you got to move. What you got to lose? Ha, ha, ha. Have you seen the way I work? I deserve every blessing I receive. I'm from the dirt for what it's worth. Mama used to send us to church and didn't think that I would listen in till I found myself in certain instances. Had to put the phone down and grab a pen for this. Let's take it back a bit. You real about this rapping shit. You know what I mean? Seat back, yeah, you know how I lean. Don't compare me to nobody younger than me. I'm 103. Coming and see how closely we have come to the brink. Take the leap. This everything you ever wanted to be. This world is cold as Nova Scotia. Everybody got the cold to shoulder. Roll your over. Take a hit. This shit right here. Show you over. Hopefully until you kick the habit. No skipping classes is a calculator to help with your mathematics. Imagine the magic that can happen if you were tapped into a higher power, my nigga. That's what you call a blessing. With this rapping, I'm of a different fabric. When it came to spitting, I never knew no competition. Scribbling intensive lyrics up in my compositions. Acting like my stanzas had the cure for cancer. <laughs> this ain't for dancing. If anything, it's for man expansion. The plan is to damage the seeds that were planted. They don't want you to believe because they need that advantage. But I highly recommend it. You see something you want, you best be highly reprehensive. When they watching you, just show them how much you maneuver through obstacles. If it's possible, then you got to move. Yeah, you got to move. What you got to lose?
That's that good feeling. Yeah, I like that. You just heard Obstacles by John the Author, and you can gain access to him and all of his music on Instagram at John underscore the author. Again, that's at J-O-H-N underscore T-H-E-A-U-T-H-O-R. Hey, you guys, grab your tea, wine, do say coffee it's time for the chat room so i'm going to keep this very brief yeah very brief this time around but i want to talk about sustainability um in this episode of chatterbox podcast i sit down with brianna reed bm reed and we talk about mental health we talk about community activism um and we talk about um the environment sustainability and i was thinking about like and i just explained to my mom that um when i come up with the titles for these episodes that's the last thing that i do pretty much um besides editing i listen to the conversation that i had with whoever i was speaking to and then i'm like what is the general consensus what can i how can i summarize this episode um as best as possible and everything in this episode just oozed sustainability and i say that because i looked at the definition of the actual word and i mean i know what it is based off my conversation with brianna but i had to get the the real like basic definition of sustainability and basically it's maintaining uh, a certain level is really what sustaining you know sustainability means and as it pertains to the environment it's keeping it at a certain ecological level to make sure that the ecosystem is running the way that it's supposed to be running to be able to you know continue itself and i'm like oh my gosh literally everything that me and her talked about in our interview is sustainability in some form you know mental health sustaining the environment sustaining the community um you know people uh, black people sustaining our community you know what i'm saying everything that we talked about is sustainability in so many words and i kind of want to just touch on like the mental aspect of sustainability and how to maintain your peace and how to maintain um a certain level of uh, mental agility something that i think i struggled with the past like year two years is literally just um being sharp mentally i guess i could say and it comes back down to you know having that self-love setting boundaries so that i can make sure that i protect myself you know from people who don't necessarily have my interest at heart or even decisions that don't necessarily have my best interest in uh within them um so i just think it's super important to (coughs) excuse me test your mental agility mental and emotional agility and keep checking in with yourself because the only way that you can sustain a, you know a certain level or a high level of um, mental performance and emotional agility is to make sure that you know exactly where you stand and to kind of take a, a survey of your body from head to toe um, and just check in with yourself you know 
in the interview, we talk a lot about taking it easy on yourself and being patient with yourself and allowing yourself the space to grow and be human. And I think when you take that pressure off yourself, you give yourself so much better of a chance to succeed and an even better chance to sustain where where you succeed too, you know? Like I said, I'm gonna keep this very brief, but definitely one of the things that I want you to take away from it is to do a survey of how you're feeling and what you're thinking and just be really aware of it. And then second, allow yourself the space to to navigate those things. Don't uh, Don't be so in a rush to fix it, you know? Just be aware of it. And I think that's the beginning to whatever change that you want to evoke in your life. But it's just in order to, you know, practice sustainability, uh, I guess, in your environment and in the company that you keep, you've got to make sure that you're practicing it uh, within yourself. So I don't know. I just really like that. And I bet I could talk all day long about this because it just like kind of hit me. But um check out the episode check out the interview because we are totally talking about all things sustainability mentally community wise and environmentally wise so it's all connected everything that we do in this life is really connected um and i think you thrive that much more when you understand how connected we are so i don't know that just kind of rolled off the tongue so Uh, If you're watching this in the morning, good morning. If you're watching this at night, good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Coco, and if this is your first time tuning in, you are listening to Chatterbox Podcast, where I talk about what I like, and hopefully you like it too. Let me ask you a question How do it feel to be ordinary? How do it feel to be cliche? I really wouldn't know, uh You just heard Chatterbox Podcast Season 2, Episode 4 We are over the hump Last season only had three episodes, but this one has more already. So I'm very excited about that progress. But um, uh, like I say on every episode, if this one wasn't for you, I hope the next one is and so on and so forth. And if none of them are for you, I hope that you share them with someone uh, that can get something out of them. Uh, And if you have any feedback, positive, negative, or if you want music on the podcast or If you feel yourself should be on the podcast or you know somebody that should be, please, please, please email me at chatterboxpodcast18 at gmail.com. Again, that's C-H-A-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-8 at gmail.com. And I will get back to you as soon as I can. Yes, I respond to all the emails myself, so sometimes I get a little backed up. Bear with me. But please uh, reach out to me, and I will get back to you ASAP. Again, everyone, my name is Coco, and that was Chatterbox Podcast Season 2.